So, hello everybody. Um, my name is Hideno Lizaki from Marema Coffee in Japan. And I'm so very glad to be here today and I'm sharing my experiences uh, about my passion and my experiences uh, behind the WBC routines. So, um, so before going in depth in my presentation, I'm gonna a uh, little bit uh, talk about myself. So, <laughs> so this is when I was 16 years old, and I, I just started coffee, and then I found the hope in this industry. So at that time, I was playing badminton in high school, and um, you know I was I was I was actually really strong, and I was uh, competed in uh, you know it's like national competition, and I was really strong player, but when I entered in the high school, and um, I was actually um, performed really well, as much as I expected. I don't know why, but um, so I getting didn't like badminton, and uh, I didn't like the uh, I didn't like the high school. I didn't like everything. So I quit. I quit high school, and I was playing along with my friends all the time. <laughs> so and um, you know, uh, there's nothing to do for me. And also, you know, I quit university means you know I have to find a job. I, I quit high school, so it means I have to find some jobs. But of course, there's no job. You know, just graduated. You know, junior high school, junior high school, school student. So uh, it was really hard. And at the, at the time, you know, my dad is also working for the specialty coffee industry, and he's also landing coffee shop in Fukuoka. I think it's pre pretty close to the Pusan as well. And um, he said to me, um, Hide, so would you, like to work, would, you, would you like to work my coffee shop if you really want to change your life? And I suddenly you know, th think that, oh, I have to work for this industry. And I, I wanted to work this industry. And I decided to get in this industry. And um, I, I, I met a lot of people who changed my life. Coffee industry changed my life a lot. This industry gave me a passion and like a lot of knowledges and a lot of people, a lot of um, you know, people. And actually, you know, when I was when I was 16 years old, I couldn't even read alphabet. <laughs> but now I'm speaking English now, and I was I was going to university and I was I've been to university in you know, Sheffield University in UK and um, I learned a lot of things and I met a lot of people and coffee brought me to here so my life is all about meeting with people people changed my life and coffee changed my life so before going to present going into presentation and then I also want to introduce my passion so this is a photo that I really like. And this is, I think, one of the best shots in the, you know, my coffee life. And my passion is always at origin country. I'm always uh, have love to communicate with producers and love to talking with them and having the knowledges and ideas and experiences. 
and having a close relationship between them. So today, what I'd like to tell you is about the identity behind the WBC. So from now, please let them introduce this guy. So this guy is uh, Enrique Nabalo from Montecope Micro Mill in the Costa Rica. So he's just 22 years old, produces. Just 22 years old. And then um, the, the first time I met him was like, uh, I think it, it was two years ago in Costa Rica. And he was very young, that he was very calm, but he's so passionate. So he loved producing coffee, and he knows, he knows a lot of things about coffee. And I was totally surprised because, you know, he's like just 22 years old and producing such amazing coffee. You know, Monte Cope is like located in Santa Maria de Tota in the Talasu. And it's like, I think it's like really, really famous legion in Costa Rica as well. And it's located in 1900 meters and 2000 meters. It's really high elevation. So it brings a lot of complexity in the cup. And I literally uh, fall in love with this coffee and mm, with this guy. <laughs> so um, we both are actually very young. As you know, I'm 24 years old, and he's 22 years old. And my dad is also working for this coffee industry. And his dad is also running a coffee farm in Talasu as well. So we are second generation. So we have same backgrounds. And I love, uh, so I felt like, you know, it's like kind of sympathy that we have, we could create kind of a new value for this industry, just because we are like uh, very young, but we have a very passionate, we have very passion, and like the, the feeling that I want to achieve something and that I want to contribute to this industry. So basically, coffee chain is congesting this flow. So producers, exporters, buyers, and roasters, ballistas, to the customers. A lot of people is actually touched to the coffee, to the cup of coffee, to the customer. So my, what I believe is coffee is made by human being. So the more people touch to the coffee, the more story happened in the cup. So my basic idea is uh, I want to have a more close relationship between producer and the ballista. You know, ballista knows customer very well. You know, it's like, uh, so maybe you guys, most of, all, most, of, most of you is like working at the bar and making coffee, I think. Then most, most of you also having a customer who usually drink, come to drink your coffee. And maybe you know that you know the customer, which kind of coffee do they like, and which kind of like flavor do they like. And the customer knows a lot of um, the ballista knows a lot of things, and producer knows everything about the coffee. You know, there's a lot of things that we don't know yet, but 
producer knows about it. So my basic idea is, as I said, like having a close relationship between producer and ballista and to create new value for this industry. Usually, ballista and producer is like miles away, you know? As you can see, this, this, like, this flow and ballista is like nearly close to, nearly close to the customer. Producer is a top. So it's like, it's really hard for us to know about a producing country. So for me as well, for me as well, like I couldn't, I often had a lot of stories about the producing country and um, I'm trying to understand and, but it's really hard to imagine that it's really, because that's because it's really, uh, it, the, a lot of things happened in the farm uh, from miles away from us. So it's really, it's, it was really hard, but I wanted to make this, this, uh, this distance more shorter. And also, um, if ballista can feed back to the producer, we could produce coffee that meet demand. That is a point, that is like kind of identity for me. Because like, as I said, Ballista knows about the customer. So Ballista can tell that information about, you know, it's like, oh, our campus, for example, in Japan, like Japanese people like dark roasted coffee and a very sweet and round, very sweet coffee and round body coffee. So I can tell it, I can feedback those things to the, to the customer, I think, uh, to the producer. And I can talk to the producer and uh, we can decide process, variety, farm, and soil condition, or stuff like that. So we can produce a coffee that meets demands as well. And also, this is like, for me, like working with producer, in this case, Enrique, is like very important because like, um, I wanted to show, the, show this industry this is what I think is important. Also, what I think I can contribute to this industry. So, from now, I'm gonna a little bit in depth into the, uh, my coffee, how to produce my WBC coffee with Enrique Navarro. So, basic concept, basic concept is like, there's two things. So, espresso-focused coffee and Cappuccino focus coffee. So this is like a basic basic concept of my coffee. So um, the reason why I decided to uh, create this concept is because uh, the taste balance of the Monte Coupe. Even though Monte Coupe is beautiful coffee, uh, having a cream acidity and a citrus acidity, it's very cream coffee, beautiful. But when I think of using using this for espresso. Acidity was too high and the body was too thin to balance it. So, you know, in WBC, balance is very important. What I mean balance is sweetness, acidity, and the bitterness. It's very important for the WBC. So some people told me, like, you know, Hide, it's very difficult to use this coffee in the WBC because it's not balanced. You know, but I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't give up using his coffee. Because, you know, I know, I know it's like taste balance is not good, but his coffee and his, our relationship is like, 
working with Enrique is like very important things for me, because as I said, so this this model of the barista and producer will might be like bringing a new value to this industry, and I like Enrique very much, and we as I said we have the same backgrounds, so I like him very much, so I couldn't give up. So um, I and Enrique, you know, it's like had a serious discussions, like via email, Facebook, and the meetings in the Costa Rica, and over, over again. Sometimes we go in fight. Of course, he's a Latin American boy, so he doesn't message back off to me. So, and also there's language problem as well. I cannot, I cannot fluently speak Spanish. He cannot speak English very much. So it's really difficult. But we use a Google Translate and. Trying to uh, trying to sort out, you know, how do we uh, imp how do we produce espresso focused coffee and the cappuccino focused coffee? So we produce coffee together. This is the uh, basic idea uh, of my uh, WBC coffee. So, and the farm and the variety. So basically. Um, we produce two different coffee, like, as I said, espresso-focused coffee and a cappuccino-focused coffee. The one that I was using for the WBC is from the La Mesa farm, which was part of the Monte Cope. Part of the Monte Cope. You know, Monte Cope is a micro-mill micro name, which means they have a several farms in the micro-mills. So La Mesa farm, is this, especially this year, is amazing. It's amazing. Uh, in this February, I've been to Monte Cope and I capped, oh, I capped you know, this year's harvest, and it was spectacular. It's like almost, almost, cap, almost every single sample was 90 plus. I, Kentaro, scored like 90 plus, and uh, Francisco Mena, who's like dealing with, uh, who's like working closely with Monte Cope, uh, he's export as well, and he said he was like noventa. Some some of you know about these words, <laughs> and he was. He was so like um, you know uh, impressed as well, and um, you know it. And um, I won this WB. I won WBC in the June, and actually, Enrique and the Monte Cope Micro Mill won Cup of Excellence first, second, fourth, fifth. That was completely amazing. It was, it was like it's almost impossible. So um, this, year's, uh, this year's La Mesa Farm is like, especially, this is amazing, especially amazing. And we chose Typica variety in the La Mesa Farm because Typica brings sweetness and body uh, to the cup. And it's really good matching with the La Mesa Farm. And so cappuccino focused coffee, I use also La Mesa Farm, but this is Let Catula variety. So that's because it has naturally thicker mucilage, so it's really easy to uh, concentrate the sweetness in the cup. So this is uh, this is a picture of the uh, me and Enrique like processing coffee together. Um, it was really fun. So we like we you know we tried actually several lots like for example double fully washed. And um, you know it's like yellow honey and golden honey and triple forty wash, which we invented in uh, uh, triple forty wash, which we invented uh, for the WBC lot. But we, I couldn't, I you know actually couldn't use that process though. So, but um, a special focus coffee, we chose a red honey process. 
So, you know, letter honey process is not usually applying high elevation therm. Like, for example, Montecope usually applying like a white honey process or double footy wash process because it has like high, it has like a cream acidity and the citrus acidity and nice and silky body. So, usually um, they don't use, they don't, they don't, uh, um, you know, use that, this letter honey process. Uh, but uh, in this time, um, you know, especially in lead to honey process and typical variety, we found that it brings a lot of sweetness and body in the cup, which improving, which, uh, which incre increasing the sweetness and the balance in the cup. So it was really amazing. It turned to be really amazing result. And uh, for the cappuccino focused coffee, uh, I chose a natural process. Uh, natural process. I knew that natural process of the flavor of the natural process is actually pair better with milk. And it was really good uh, matching of the milk. So that's why I use natural process for the cappuccino focused coffee. So, drying method. This is a little bit different things. Um, uh, I think this is a little bit different things. Um, this, we chose a slow drying, uh, you know, the first, so we, I and Enrique uh, has been, have been uh, discussing about how to improve the sweetness. And Enrique, Enrique suggested to me that, so Hide, there is a new drying method called slow drying process. So it's a little bit risky, but I can take it. And Enrique said to me, and I was asking to Enrique, is that okay? And I was making sure, sure to him over and over again that he said, it's okay. So we're trying. But it was actually really, um, you know, it's like, it's, uh, it's actually really risky method because it's like make coals that over fermented. Um, so basically, espresso focus coffee, we dried 24 days, which is super long. Uh, in Montecope, maybe it's about, usually it's like 18 days, maximum 18 days, I think. So basically, um, the slow, slow drying method is the, uh, uh, you know, it's like uh, basically 12% of moisture content and decrease the drying really slowly until 12% of moisture content. So it takes longer time to dry out the parchment until it is at 12% of moisture content. This is a slow drying and increasing the sweetness. And in cappuccino focused coffee, this is 28 days, which is super long as well. <laughs> 28 days, like it was almost fermented, but uh, it was it turned to be it turned to be having a really a lot of sweets in the cup. So we took that risk. So this is a this is a coffee choice that I picked uh, that I picked in a, in a farm. I was actually uh, picking coffee chili and processing coffee chili and drying coffee chili with the producers. And this is the, uh, one of the one unforgettable memories. So do, you think, so do you know how many hours did it take to fill this basket? Just, just a basket, but it takes two hours and a half. <laughs> it, was, it was really, really hard. And also, the what I've got supplies was like, you know, see you six percent of coffee chili. So even though it takes a two hours and a half to fill that tiny basket, and it's like sixty percent of coffee chili is gone, and just a forty percent of coffee chili. So wait. So actually, we 
uh, we, um, I and Enrique family and picked coffee tree for almost a day, and it turned out to be green coffee, like 10 kilos. <laughs> Just a 10 kilos. You know, it's like under the strong sunshine, and it's like a very large hill, and, you know, it was super hard, and it was really surprising. So, I think it's really such a beautiful coffee chili, I think, right? So, this, is our, this is stands for our work, for uh, keep harvesting under the strong sunshine. This is very beautiful. But, um, have you ever thought that the reason why it's important for, for producers to pick only macho chili? Um, you, know, you know, I was actually talking about this story in the WBC routine as well. Just because, um, you know, I couldn't answer back to his question. And Lika asked me, like, Ohida, do you know why it's important to pick only macho chili when I, while I'm picking coffee chili? And I couldn't answer back to him. Because that was like kind of matter of course for me. And Enrique actually taught me, you know, this is for the intensity of the flavor. But what I learned from these experiences is that, you know, there's always a reason to be better cup of coffee. So there's always a reason. So even though, so even though when you're working at the bar and making coffee, there's always a reason. So how do, you, how do you prepare coffee? There's always a reason. So this is helping my experiences to become, uh, to perform better in the competition. So, it's, it's always, um, Enrique like, told me how important to be honest and humble. And Enrique and I had a serious discussion over and over again and as I said, like, we sometimes go in fight and we cry a lot. Uh, but we always keep sharing my goal to sharing the goal to become the World Bioshock Championship. World Bioshock Championship by using his coffee. So there's a lot of solely that I cannot tell in just 15 minutes. Because we have a close relationship and are trying to understand each other and appreciate our differences. So I know everyone cannot go to the origin. Everyone cannot work with a producer, I know. But I know that how important know about the producing country. And I know that how beautiful working with producers. I know how hard to produce coffee. So that's what I wanted to tell you guys, my experiences behind the WBC. So my whole routine at WBC is telling our story and telling our way of WBC and why I believe new relationship between producer and the ballistas. So um, thank you very much. Come uh, Samanida. Hello. Oh, yeah. Thank uh, you. Fantastic. Good work. Thank um, you very much. Please take a seat. Thank you. So... Two and a half hours to pick that one basket of coffee. Yes. I think you're a better barista than you are picker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, it's hard work, isn't it, picking coffee, though? It was really, really hard work because, you know, it's like just a one basket. It becomes just like, I, I don't know, it's like two, ten, no, it's like less than 10 kilo, I think. But it becomes like a tiny amount of coffee, you know, when you're extracting espresso. 
it's gonna go on, it's gonna be gone like you know, it's like 500, 500 grams, like just a Saturday minutes, could they? Jesse, I bet you got through more than that practicing for the, <laughs> <laughs> for the competition. Yes. <laughs> um, so, t t your father, you're saying he worked, uh, works in coffee. Does he still work in coffee now? Uh, yes, uh, he is still working for the coffee and he's like traveling around as a green buyer as well. Yes. So, he must be incredibly proud of you, your achievements in, in the, the championships. And um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's really hard for me to tell about it, you know. Um, but um, yeah, my dad is also really happy to see, you know, I, I found, you know, I found what I really wanted to do in my life. So that's the thing he preached about. That's cool. Um, I, I just want to jump back to the competition, mm -hmm. WBC. Mm -hmm. And in the last few years, you know, as you talked about, there's been an increasing focus on the barista getting close to the producer. Mm -hmm. If you look, imagine the future. Do you think this trend will continue in barista competitions, or do you think the winning routines will start to go in a different direction? So, as I said, like, I'm, you know, I love working at Origin, and I, you know, uh, I have a passion with the origins, so I hope keep you know this industry keep doing these things, and baristas like you know I want baristas to go to origin more, and learning about in you know, a coffee and learning about communicating with producers, and so I really hope this industry keep doing this. So I might, you know, it's gonna be much more focused on the uh, like for example like basically like five years ago like single origin. Now it's like a micro lot, nano lot, and now order may lot. <laughs> so it's getting getting details. So I think it's gonna be you know more new wave coming up. I think yeah. Can we go any further? I mean, for a while it was the barista was the roaster too, and you, the story was that someone would roast their own coffee, and that was big. And now essentially they're working producing their own coffee in a way. Is there is there another layer? Is there another place we can go? I think so, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell what's going on. But I feel like something more like happen, and like far, far, far away. Far, you know, it's like away for the uh, producing coffee, and you know, the, I think the distance between the ballista and producers will might be more uh, closer. Will be more closer than before. I think. Yeah. I think we should go, should go back out there and try and get some questions from the audience because this is a, a great opportunity to I talk so. to a, a, a world barista champion. So does anybody Let's have a question? The for, there it's we go, straight away. I love it. So, here we go. Barista Son Hyung-young. First of all, you have a great opportunity to you are a champion and you are a person in the uh, he is inspired you about uh, uh, by you about coffee, and then uh, he wants to know about what your opinion about coffee master. Coffee 장인대에서 물어보셨죠? 죄송합니다. Coffee 장인대에서. Yeah. 그런데 어떤 점을 물어보시는 거예요? 좀더 드러나 이제 드러나신 분들도 있는데 또 그렇지 않은 분들도 있으니까 근데 
이제 드러나 있잖아요. 이제 히데노리 씨는 좀더 상업 상업 쪽이 아니고 이제 더 대회도 나가고 그런 부분에 대해서 또 제가 말하는 그런 장인들은 오히려 그냥 좀더 어떻게 자세히 얘기하면 또 반대적인 부분이니까 이제 그런 부분 또 어떻게 생각하는지 또 궁금해서 아 there's two kinds of a copy master. One side is is a well known like you. You become a well known, a well known, you know, the copy master. Be uh, to be a, you know the world barista championship to be a winner of a world barista championship. The other side is uh, unknown copy master. And then, uh, what is uh, your opinion unknown ma copy master and then you know well known copy master? 잠깐 제 질문이. 저기 맞나요? 질문을 제가 이해를 못했어요. 그냥 그런 이제 장인들이나 그러신 분들도 좀 어떻게 생각하시는지 또 궁금하기도 하고 어떻게 생각하는지를 어떻게를 아. 예? 예. 예. 부서 없이 말해서 죄송해요. 아 전통적인 장인 말씀하시는 거예요? 네네네 그렇죠. 네. 아 예. Now I understand about it. <laughs> so, um, so basically, like um, old coffee master, like uh, for example, Daibo coffee, and uh, Kisaten culture. We, I personally respect a lot, and I like it very much because Japanese coffee culture is based on the Kisaten culture. So, without without talking about Kisaten culture, we cannot talk about the Japanese coffee scene in now. So I think uh, I think it's the you know it's like old old like a like a you know it's like traditional coffee master like like for example Kisaten culture is like um, you know, contributing to the Japanese coffee industry a lot. What sorry to just ask a question. What do they think about you? What do the old masters think of the new culture? 어 지금 먼저 이야기한 거는 기사태행 문화의 커피는 문화를 자기는 되게 존경하고요. 그런 문화가 있었기 때문에 자기네들의 지금 현재 커피 문화가 있었기 때문에 자기는 항상 존경한다고 하고 지금 제임스 오프만이 물어본 거는 그분들은 당신을 어떻게 생각합니다? 생각합니까라고 질문을 했거든요. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to ask about it, James. <laughs> But um, you know, personally, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what they think. But uh, you know, I often, personally I often been to Kisaten and drink a cup of coffee because I like atmosphere and their service and their you know knowledges and their experiences. I pay respect a lot. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, I hope they you know I hope we you know start collaborating together in the near future. And you know we could you know we could we could contribute this industry much more than before. I think yeah. 어, 자기는 어떻게 생각하는지 사실은 모르고, 모르고요. 자기는 사실 그 커피 문화를 좋아한답니다. 뭐 분위기라든가 커피라든가 그런 것들 전통들을 좋아하는데 앞으로 그 문화하고 같이 잘 조합해서 새로운 문화를 만들어서 커피 문화를 좀더 확대하고 싶다라고 이야기하고 있습니다.
I like that you're, you're asking questions here. So there's another one over here. 안녕하세요. 바리스타 방준배입니다. 어, 저 역시도 WBC를 꿈꾸는 한 바리스타로서 제가 두 가지의 질문을 조금 드리고자 합니다. 어, 감동적인 PT 잘 봤고요. 제가 PT에서 조금 되게 의문스러웠던 부분은 커피체인이라는 파트에서 당연히 일본도 그렇고 저희 국가도 소비국가인데 소비국가의 바리스타는 생산자와의 거리는 당연히 멀 수밖에 없고 소비자와는 가까운데 어 제가 질문 드리고자 하는 것은 바리스타로서 어떻게 하면 소비자 그리고 이 소비자 안에는 대회에 임하셨을 때 심사위원도 포함되는 겁니다. 어떠한 그들과의 공감, 유대를 과연 무엇에 어 본인만의 어떠한 장치를 가지고 있었는지 첫 번째고요. 두 번째는 저기 어... 천천히 좀 저기 잠깐만 아, 네네. 예, 동양하시면 아, 네. 어, 제가 예, 기억력이 짧아가지고 그래서 <웃음> 어, he has a long question. Yeah, he has a two question. Well, one question is, uh, you there is uh, the copy chain from uh, you know the uh, barista to producer, and you know uh, another is uh, uh, barista to consumer. Okay, and then how you co communicate with the consumer? Consumer means include the like a judge, WBC judge. How you convince them or how you communicate with them? Was the question just to clarify? Because it's, it's hard to answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quickly, one more question. Quickly, quickly. 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 For the consuming country, that is very important to the you know, barista communicate with the consumer. Is there any typical you know, you know, way you communicate with the consumer? Which means the you know, consumer is a play as a, a judge as well? You, you know? I can't quite hear that. I, can, we, can someone make it a little louder? Uh, it's, it's really hard to hear yeah. on stage. <laughs> Something about a WBC jersey, was that right? Like yeah, a, con a consumer is a play as a jersey as well, or as a you know, barista, for the barista. Um, Steve, can you? Can someone just bring me the questions? <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> we, yeah, he's coming up because it's uh, it's difficult to hear um, over the speakers. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. This is where I do a dance. Okay, uh, now I understand. Sorry to keep you waiting. <laughs> um, uh, basically, um, my, 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 you know, my identity working at the bar is, and my service as well, is I'm always 
you know, for, forcing myself, you know, I'm making coffee to the people, not, not to the machine, not, on the, not, not only the numbers, you know, how, how, how many grams you weight, how many grams you pull the shot, it's very important, but we, I'm serving coffee to the customer, so this is my identity. So based on that, um, I'm always trying to communicate with customers, like as much as like, you know, funny and, you know, fun, open-minded, and, you know, so trying to make my customer to become my fun. You know, I want to drink my, I want to drink his coffee. And I want to drink to uh, his coffee to come down to my shop. And, hi, Hide, how are you? So, you, so why, why are you recommend today? Okay, so today you have to drink orange juice. No, 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 no. You have to drink espresso and stuff like that. And I'm trying to uh, find, find, make customers more fun to come down to my shop and trying to educate, um, you know, so a little bit and a little bit and step by step. And then, you know, my identity is always like trying to, uh, so coffee is like a just black liquid, is it? Looks same, but I'm always thinking, you know, there's a, there's a lot of story behind that black liquid. So I'm trying to tell that um, story to the customer uh, eventually. The first step is very, it's a very, you know, it's like um, open-minded and it's very fun, it make it very fun, okay. so. 어 자기는 기계를 위해서 커피를 뽑는 게 아니기 때문에 몇 그램을 넣고 몇칠을 뽑는다보다는 항상 카스터머 마시는 사람을 위주로 커피를 추출을 커피를 서빙을 하고요. 항상 즐거운 마음으로 손님과 대화하면서 저기 열려진 마음으로 손님과 커뮤니케이션을 하려고 하고요. 항상 즐겁게 해준답니다. 그리고 커피는 단지 그냥 시큼한 액체이지만은 그그 그 커피 이외에는 많은 스토리들이 있는데 그 스토리들을 손님들한테 이야기를 해주고 교육도 조금씩 조금씩 커피에 대해서 변화를 일으킬 수 있도록 교육도 시켜주고 있다고 합니다. I, I thought James the question about the old coffee master I thought they were talking about you sorry the old coffee master and the new coffee master. No need to translate that. <laughs> really? Translate. Please. Stay with me. 저기 어, 제임스는 올드 커피 장인이고요. 히데는 새로운 커피 장인이라고 지금 지켜주겠습니다. He's my master. <웃음> um, please put your hands together for the World Barista Champion 2014. I remember saying those words, Mr. Hideo Izaki. Thank you very much. <웃음>